Hello and welcome to the Huddersfield Town Social. My name is Greg Moran. Joining me as ever is Cam Pope, Gas K, and reappearing on our screens because he's not working for once, Sean until aka Smile a while. How are you, gents? Hope you're all right. Um, we're going to start with. Well, we had a we had a hiatus last week. We'll be we'll be quite honest, um, because you know we didn't have a game last week, and and we got criticised for not for not being positive enough um, by the positive police. But I'm not sure how we could be given the fact we haven't won a game in 2021. So, um, you know, we, we've gone into rehab, we've tried to reassess, and then we've come out to the same conclusion. So um, get ready for some more negativity with a little bit of sprinkles of positivity thrown on top. Um, we'll start with Stoke and a, and a positive. We didn't lose a game uh, and a one-all draw. <laughs> Peeper scoring very early on. Penalty from Stephen Fletcher, thanks to the calamity between Richard Keogh and Abisar at the back and a red card that Huddersfield Town couldn't take any advantage of, which was mightily frustrating. Um, it does feel like two points dropped and it felt like that kind of was the game to help rekindle our season. Well, it's disappointing, but unfortunately, I'd love to say that it was a surprise that we that we, that we succumbed to the draw in the end, but it really isn't. I think we all knew what was going to come from that, really. And we're going to... You know, we're going to be bringing up a lot of the points that we've made time and time again. Uh, there was nothing new that we were sort of showing against Stoke, nothing that we thought we could bring off the bench that could change things. Uh, and again, yeah, OK, you look at it on paper and you think it's against a side who's higher than us in the league, against a side who's become a bit of a different team to a different, um, it's a different contest uh, than to other years. So, you know, before the game, yeah, I had a take in the 1-1. But on the pattern of play, also taking the lead and then having the man advantage for over half the game, or for half the game, let's say. It, it, that that is two points dropped, and I don't I won't hear anything else about that because Stoke didn't really threaten us after the forty fifth minute as well. They were they, they they executed it. I thought to perfection. Fair play to them. Uh, they sat back. They soaked up everything we threw at them, which was I think you know mild threats for the for most of that second half. Uh, and I think you know that's why they are where they are, and that's why we are where we are because you know we didn't do anything to uh, to break them down. We had a couple of, uh, of 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 half chances, and okay, you know, there were times where there were times where I considered turning off. I thought, well, I said I said to my mate at our time, I said, well, this is one one now because we don't break down uh, we don't break down teams. I think I saw someone plucked out a really good start. I, I didn't catch the username, um, so I can't give you credit. But the last time we've played against ten men, five out of the last six times, should I say, we've not we've not gone on to get victory. So you know, we, we can't break teams down, especially defensive minded teams, and, and it's just there to stare us in the face again. And I'm sure we'll go over a lot of old ground as we as we dig into why. It was um, it, it it was disappointing. I think it's probably the best the best word I could come up with, chatting with a few people after the game. You know, Stoke came. I thought Stoke a bit like Millwall and to a point Bristol City. I thought they were there for the beating, and we didn't take advantage. Uh, they played quite narrow. You know, Saar was picking out wide balls with you know with regularity, and Benza was getting loads of room. You know, the first twenty minutes, I thought, well, this is great. We scored a goal, bit of a lucky deflection, but a deserved lead for sure. Um, but then about about half an hour into the game, they changed slightly and pushed Joe Allen onto Bayeko. And then we had 15 minutes of madness where we couldn't cope with it. Um, you know, Keogh committed suicide. He played the same ball twice. He got cut out once, didn't learn his lesson, did it again. Nabi Star did a Nabi Star and jumped in and, and created, you know, I mean, they're just a stupid foul for a stupid penalty. Um, you know, Fletcher was never going to miss it. He always seems to score against us, doesn't he? And then the ref gave us a lifeline with the 
with the red card, I think the only people that think it wasn't a red card are, are the Stoke fans. He went over the top of the ball. And in, in you know, in current football, that's all there's going to be a red. So the ref helped us. He, you know, gave us every chance. I thought second half we had a an half decent go. You know, we had one off the bar. There was Bakuna's effort that was headed off the line. You know, I think um, the people want if theirs is a foul, then the one on paper is a penalty for me as well. Um, but we ran out of ideas, and then the last half an hour we just played in front of them. We make it so easy for teams to de- to to defend. It's just side to side in front of them. You know, with no penetration down the back. I lost count of the number of times that people came inside instead of going around the outside. Um, yeah, it's pretty deflating, boys. Pretty deflating. Everybody thought, I mean, I, I believe everybody thought, I felt anyway, when uh, they went down 10 men, yes, we're going to get our first three points of 2021. And, uh, and then I started having flashbacks to... Uh, other Stoke matches that we've had before. Um, I recall another one where they got a man sent off and uh, they just sat deep. And like I say, when when a team sits deep against town and it seems now and previously, we really struggle to break them down. And when they park the bus and you need something a little bit different, don't you? And obviously Fraser Campbell's um, sort of dipped in form. You, you know, we was looking for him to, to bag a goal and... Um, you could just see it slowly, slowly petering out. And you're thinking, yeah, you take a point, but it is, we should have won that game. Um, you know, the players on the pitch should have won that game and they, and, and they should have stepped up. Um, yes, there was experience in the ranks of Stoke, as, as there always is. You know, they've, they've always had a little bit of money behind them. But, you know, yeah, it's a really frustrating game to watch in the end uh, I was in and out definitely same as you Cam and uh, it was quite close to uh, just um, doing something different um, what can you say about it uh, I think that we are playing good football Yeah, I, w- I was excited for the first 20 minutes um, you know we uh, you, you look at it and, and, and you get that I do I get that little buzz about it I think, hey, we've got some good players here we play some good football and then I think the injury list is obviously hit as hard, just like many clubs. Do you know what I mean? We have got a lot of key players out. Um, you know, could could Hoggy, um, the general, come in there and sort of change the tempo there a little bit? You know, obviously, Vallejo, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I'll go for Vallejo. <laughs> um, he's a talent. Um, I'm well impressed with him. Um, but it shows how, so I'm going off on a tangent here, it shows how kind of sort of, mixed I am with town at the minute and kind of in my own little world that when we played Plymouth in the FA Cup I thought that Vallejo were from our academy I thought oh this guy's a real player he's got he's got a, a lovely tan complexion says growing up in Murfield turns out he played for Menorca or Mallorca whoever it is but he, he's, a, he's a good player in he'll be a good midfielder for us um you know someone like Hoggy that you know when you just you know when you break a tackle or you know one of them big commanding headers or you needed someone to change that tempo a little bit and everything was side to side. It was very Wagner-esque. And uh, yeah, we just, we couldn't penetrate, could we? I think it's, I think it's true what you say about Viejo actually, because he, he, you know, it was a slow start from him. I saw him against Plymouth and I was unsure. And then he grew into the game and, you know, we saw him rattle the, uh, the crossbar in midweek. And so, okay, that's the, I think that's the main positive we can take. Um, but that's just it. That's just it. It's sideways and, and turgid. And okay. Yeah. The one time I got out of my seat was that header off the line. That was it for 45 minutes where we had a man advantage against the side, you know, slightly better on paper, but you know, that, that should have been redressed by the, 
the man difference. Um, it, it, but it, it's again, I think we're a lot of, I think a lot of the community is missing is missing the point at the moment. Um, yeah, we're playing some nice, nice footy. We can all, we can all agree on that. Um, but a lot of people do seem to be very happy with the status quo. And yeah, okay, and you're absolutely right. I see, like you know, the 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 injuries we've been hit with have been really have been have been really tricky to to deal with. I do think it's self inflicted because we play a brand of football that has high intensity, and uh, we have a thin squad as it is, and so this was always going to happen. Um, but okay, you know, a lot of people in the community seem to be very happy with the way that things are going at the moment, or will throw a scorn on those you dare to to criticise. And and you know, I think as long as that criticism is is founded in you know in in, in fact, and you can back that up, that's that's okay. You're not. It's not negativity for negativity's sake. And then, you know, for, for, for people to come out and say that, you know, this this, this is okay now, that, that we're okay just um just, just having a go, just 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 playing pretty football. You know, we've we've all been through pretty town teams who've won nothing and town teams who've ground out results and done quite well. And you've got to ask yourself which one would you rather have? And so, you know, I'm I'm all right for just playing a nice ball into the box and um and and and, and some you know some nice um triangles and halfway. But there's, 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 there's got to be substance, the substance of a style at some point. And it's, I'm finding it really difficult now to, to, to get on board with that, given that, okay, we still haven't won in 2021. That's six now without a win. Um, I, I just think, okay, yeah, that's nice. I'd like to play pretty football, but all this focus on identity, this is an argument we've been coming back to again and again and again. Well, an identity is very nice, but identity ain't going to win you any games. And we are just going to find ourselves in five games time stuck in the same rut that we're, we've been in and we've been at risk of being in for the whole season. It's, it's really frustrating me now. I think when you have a change of identity, last time we had a significant change of identity was probably when David Wagner came in 2015. The difference between then and now is you could you could see progression uh, throughout that era. You know, I remember watching us Chef Wednesday away, sixty minutes. Middlesbrough at home, seventy minutes. It was clearly just weren't fit enough as a team. And then when you hear the stories of Chris Powell's twice a week training sessions, you kind of understood why. You've seen progression now, now with with Carlos, but. It, the, the momentum's kind of been lost because with Wagner, you know, they brought in like Kareem Atmore. You know, we remember that season we beat Leeds 4-1 away. This time you're looking at the transfers that have come in. Dwayne Holmes at 26. Aaron's about the same age. Richard Keogh. It's... All right, I'm not saying we should go out and spunk a load of money on foreign players, but there doesn't seem to be um, recruitment matching the identity of football. You know, it seems to be very Chris Powell signings with a Spanish uh, manager and a Spanish or murder ball, uh, B-Tech, Bielsa system. There doesn't seem to be an actual marrying up of um, identity to kind of how the club's going. And that's what really frustrates me when people start saying, oh, yeah, but you've got to give, oh, it's a great signing. You've got to give them time. It's like, yeah, fair, fair enough. I like to be proven wrong, but. There's some. There's just something about the club right now that just it doesn't feel right. And people say it's because you're not in the stadium, but guarantee you, if we've been in the stadium uh, yesterday, probably would have left before the end because we knew we knew what was going to happen. Probably been in the pub having these same conversations with my mates. There's there's a lack of direction there, and uh, I fear that that's what needs to be tweaked in the in the coming months. Otherwise. When we do get back in stadiums, we're not going to have fifteen thousand there. We'll have five thousand if we're lucky. Is uh, Carbran a little bit stubborn? Would you say sometimes? I think so. Yeah, I think it can be, and I think that he's 
I rate him. Uh, I definitely rate him. But I think that a philosophy is one thing, but sometimes you've got to sort of go out of them parameters to win a game. And I think that if you sort of, uh, you know, yeah, how can we compare Huddersfield to Liverpool? Let's say Leeds. You know, we can say Leeds, obviously, with uh, Corbrand's close connection to Bielsa. And I think that they've been undone at times as well, Leeds, because they don't change how they play. And, you know, it can sometimes take you 10 minutes or it can take you 60 minutes. When you've worked a team out, you've worked them out. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you can go outside them parameters and try something different. You know, like, uh, what is wrong with, like, a, a decent sort of swayed ball into the box? Do you know what I mean? You're going side to side. You're trying to get that perfect cut back, you know, for a perfect sweet strike from 30 yard. Boom. Isn't it? But sometimes, you know, you've got to scrap out a result. And I think that we need a bit of that about us, a bit of grit. And that's what's missing. It's it's tidy football, like Cam said. It's nice to look at. But we don't want to be the Tottenham Hotspur of the Championship, do we? You know, um, sometimes you've got to... You, well, look at how Pippa got the goal. You know, it was a crap shot, but he put a, he put a ball in, you know, he deflected off someone. We got a goal from it, you know, because he had a pop shot. You know, um, you look at other times where we've... We've sort of, you know, Fraser Campbell is one of them strikers. He's not a striker. He's going to be a prolific goal scorer. You know, he is sort of one of them them strikers that picks up scraps and sometimes pulls you a goal when you don't really expect it. But in a game like that, and when we're playing in a certain way, it's predictable. It's definitely slowed down. So you can tell that the, the players are knackered. Um, and like you say, it's... I don't know. We need a plan B sometimes to win a game. And, and uh, what was it? Was it um, when we we're chasing his tails against Bristol City and we were still passing it around the back? Get the ball in the box, man. Do you know what I mean? Get that ball in the box. You know, do head tennis for eight, eight headers back and forth and then see if it lands somewhere and try and fight for it. You know, stop trying to be too proud. Go and win the game. I think he's struggling to find a balance, Sean. I think he, you know, he, if if it weren't for four individual errors, we'd have taken three points out of the last three games. So I do feel for him a bit because I think that he's struggling to find a balance. And uh, you know, you, the attacking balance has to be equalised by a defensive balance. And we brought in experience people who should be able to defend the box for ninety minutes, and they're just making individual errors. You know, we're in a, you know, we're in a really crap run of form. One point out of fifteen or something. You know, I think at, at Christmas time we were what 15, 17 points above the drop zone. We're now nine. You know, we're we're in the shit. And and I, you know, I do believe. I honestly, if you took the two fullbacks out of our team, we'd be already in the relegation zone. And, and I think that's the other challenge that that Corbrand's got to work is that teams have worked out. You stop Pipper and you stop Toffolo and you stop Town. You know, we're, we're very one dimensional in that sense. The football has been, at times, has been phenomenal. But as I've said many times, our ability to play brilliant football and create fantastic goals is only surpassed by our ability to give away the crappiest of goals. And that that's what's killing us now. It's absolutely killing us. Sky are telling us. They're the, the, oh, yeah, I guess I should know, we've conceded more goals than any other team in the Championship. And considering we're not in the bottom three, that's unbelievable in itself. So I, I feel a bit for, for Carlos. I think he, I think you're right. He is stubborn, and I think he he wants to stick to his principles, which is fine. But then, if he's not involved in transfers, the transfer committee or whoever it is has got to find him the players to play in that system. If this is the identity and that's the way we're going to play, then you got to find the players to fit in that system. Lee Gregory don't fit in that system. Lucas Lucas Jukovic might, but Lee Gregory don't. So you know where does that leave us? 
Well, did you see that video on YouTube of all the defensive errors this season? I mean, <laughs> it kind of sums it up, doesn't it? And <laughs> Richard Keogh, Richard Stearman, you know, Ian said it last time, we're a graveyard for um, for centre-backs. You know, when you play in this kind of system, you need flexible... Um, well, not flexible. You need athletic... Well, flexible and athletic centre-backs who can, you know, get forward and press, drop drop off, play out wide. Those kind of centre-backs are very expensive. And when you're playing this kind of system, you need to kind of play within the parameters of your squad. So there's kind of... There needs to be that marrying up of Carlos's um, system to the players that we have, but there also needs to be more focus on getting players in that can play Carlos's system at the minute. Both sides are just are pulling in different directions. Well, I think I think you're absolutely right, and I don't think it's the only balance that are getting catastrophically wrong at the moment. You know, the other balance, and this is all linked into the whole transfer debacle, is that you know, look at it this way: um, those at the very top of the club at the moment, they're wanting to run a, a tight ship and not wanting to spend a lot of money. That's you know, that's that's leading obvious to everyone at the moment, isn't it? But you've got to strike a balance, you know. Do, do they, they've got to ask themselves, do they want to create the perfect sustainable business model or do they want to run a successful football club that's, you know, got a chance in in the next few years? And so, yeah, I, I can't help thinking that sometimes these these signings might just be to appease fans. It's like, look, we've got someone in the door. And yet it doesn't always seem to fit the mould. I thought, you know, that I thought Paper was one of the best signings we've made in the last in the last five years because he fits our system beautifully and he just compliments Toffler. You know, it, it's a fantastic guy to bring in. And I think, I think that Sarah has been a plus. I think, okay, in the same this after the weekend where he's given away the penalty but I think that he's done more good than than wrong um but but I'm, I'm looking at signings like like Danny Ward like I said this at the start of the season and I've got nothing against the lad and I, I love watching him a decade ago when he played but, it's, but he was a different player then and and you know it's not his fault he's, he's hardly been fit but I think that, that should have been that that was a massive risk that we were taking when bringing him in you know, I mean, and, and we've mentioned the name Kiefer Moore so many times, you know, that that's the sort of calibre of striker who went quite cheap in the summer and we got Danny Ward. And, you know, we've hardly seen the guy. And so there's got to be a balance between, look, trying to run a football club in a way that's sustainable and, and responsible. Then also, like, you know, backing, backing your manager. And I get that we can't risk overspending. And before I get slaughtered for it, I'm not advocating going out and splashing £10 million on a brand new team. Wednesday have been doing that for years. And look at the mess they're in at the moment. You know, that doesn't guarantee you anything. But what we're doing now is going to guarantee one thing, and that's a downward, downward, slow slide. It might not end up in relegation this year, but it ain't going to bode well. We've got a good manager now. We've got someone who could take us forward. He's, he's, he's got something in his head, okay? He's got he's got a style. He, he can get it. He can, like Wagner, he can, he can make us into something something that's greater than the sum of its parts. However, you know, it's alarm bells, isn't it? As soon as he's offered a new contract, you know what that means. We know that, we know that people have got their eye on him and why wouldn't they? And all he needs to be enticed by is someone saying, look, we'll give you the players that you want to make your system work. And how naive are we to think that we could get through this in the bare bones of his squad and, and throw the youth out there and then just bring in whoever's cheap. And, and it's like, you know, it's like someone's gone to FIFA and just sort of looked at the first page of 120 results and thought, oh, they'll do. I, I, I don't quite understand the, sci- the science behind behind these links with Lee Gregory. And yeah, we don't know how tenuous the links are or, or whether they'll materialise. But and and you know, all we can hope now is that the likes of Dwayne Holmes fit in and and, and play well for us. But uh, we've got a coach who can take us forward, and we're not and, and we've not we're not giving him something to work with because you know these youth players they might be they might be ready in a few of them in four or five years time. But Carlos Corbran ain't gonna be here in four or five years time. And, and the other thing with that is that the fans who are 
vastly becoming you know more and more apathetic by the day they won't be here in a few years time either because next season when we're allowed back in with fans they're going to vote with their feet and 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 a lot of them will not be there a lot of them will not be there well as we have it Huddersfield Town sit um 14th in in the table um Miraculously, still mate, the table. As Gaz mentioned, we are slowly dropping off. Only nine, <laughs> nine points of the uh, rather in the relegation zone. I think there's been quite a few teams at the bottom. Derby County won the last three. Uh, good old Wazza doing doing a great job in management there. I uh, wonder what's going to happen with him. Or if he goes a bit like Frank Lampard, who knows? Um, we, we'll we'll look forward now, and we have impending transfers. Lee Gregory's been. Uh, mentioned town have been looked at Lukas Jukovic, who's probably one of the, you know, I saw give one of the worst performances ever in, in the town shirt, but that was an 18, 19 year old lad. Uh, Elijah Adebayo, uh, goalkeeper from Fleetwood. Um, if, if you've got maybe one or two things to address before the transfer window slams shut imminently, what are the one or two things that you are all going to address? It's got to be a goal scorer, hasn't it? And I know they're, they're hen's teeth. I know they're expensive. I know they're hard to come by. But I actually think in the, you know, in the, in the formation we play, you don't need to be a Premier League quality goal scorer. You know, Dwayne Holmes was on for 20 minutes. He put two unbelievable crosses in. Unbelievable crosses. Any striker worth half of salt would have buried one of them. So you're going to want a striker. We need a striker, don't we? And we needed a striker at the beginning of the season. I think the um, the defensive frailties made us all start to question sort of during the back end of 2019 whether actually we should be concentrating our concerns on the back four. But, you know, it's clear we're going to continue to make those mistakes. So we've got to score more goals in the opposition. Otherwise, we're going to be in real trouble. So we still need a goalkeeper. still need some backup up full-back. We've said that many times, haven't we, on here? Um, and... You know, we've got centre-backs coming out of our ears, but if we're going to continue to play Carlos's way, where centre-halves get left one-on-one or 2v2, then, you know, Stearman and Keo are going to struggle in that formation. We need a striker, that's for sure. We need a striker, so there isn't as much pressure on Campbell, who is now an ageing player. Um, I think he's still got a lot to offer us. And I'm really happy to see Fraser Campbell in a town shirt. I-, I wanted to see that for a long time, and now we've got it. And I think Dwayne Holmes, yeah, just to say a little bit on him, um, welcome back to Dwayne. I think that he will do well for us. I've watched him previous seasons and thought, God, we shouldn't have let him go. He- he's got a bit about him, and I think... Um, through the grapevine, people that I know that used to work at the club, he he wasn't too happy with the way things ended, and it's and and I didn't think he'd come back. Um, and the, I think he's back with a point to prove now. Um, so, and just a little shout out to West Yorkshire Sport as well that uh, Rolando Aaron's that is how you pronounce his name, uh, Oggy and Matt Glennon, not Rolando Aaron's. It's Rolando Aaron's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pedant. <laughs> <laughs> really annoying me. So I just wanted to put it out there. So they do listen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, like you say, we've got some good players around there. Like I, Tim, was just finding form. He's got injured. Hogs out, you know. Schindler's out. You know, Ward hasn't even broke through. You know, there is players there 
But like you say, you need someone who can sniff a goal out. This Gregory, I had to Wikipedia mainly. I've never heard of him. Uh, but he he seems like someone that probably could. I don't know. I don't know about the guy. But looking at his Wikipedia, which probably doesn't tell me an awful lot, you know, from Halifax to Stoke. Um, but, you know, he seems like he, he was quite prolific at Millwall. And maybe he, he needs to go again. And he's got a point to prove for his career. And he might fit in. You don't know. Um, it's, it's like buying a car. It's always a gamble. Well, for me... All of that and a bloody physio, because we're going to need him to keep up with all these uh, these these treatments and injuries we're having to deal with. So I think you know, striker has got to got to be top of the bill. It just has to be. Fraser Campbell is carrying you know, our attacking hope on his back ever since Josh Caroma got injured, which of course you know was massively unfortunate. Um, so Fraser Campbell, you know, well into his thirties now, it's it can't it cannot be all on him. You know, it cannot be all on him to to, to keep us going. Um, so striker, that is clearly obvious fullback cover we've been saying this for months and months and months do I think it will happen no um I don't think we need any more center backs because we seem to just be crocking them as soon as they come in because we're having we're asking so much of them um you know and so and hopefully hopefully okay that is something we'll get bodies back in and, and you know that will ease the pressure um but but it's it's an alarming rate at which our players are falling at the moment. Uh, but but the, the big one for me is goalkeeper and that's nothing against Ryan Schofield because I think he's on the whole done well but he's very young. He's very young. We say this every week. He's very young and also he's got to be able to mature at his own pace. So he has to have someone dependable, not just to have on the bench, you know, if anything goes wrong or he gets coronavirus or anything like that, because that's a lot of very real concerns at the moment, but also to learn from him for a bit of guidance. Um, and so I've seen we've been linked with this, uh, with this Jason Leutweiler, the you know Canadian international. He's been a bit of a journeyman. He's been around a few clubs into his 30s. Perfect, you know, okay, get him in for the end of the season. It might only be a short job and stuff. Um, but, you know, probably cost us some money. And But then you're looking at it and you think, if that's true, then why the hell did we get rid of Ben Hamer? <laughs> why the hell did we get rid of him for the next few months? And so, you know, it's it's, it's exactly the same mould because I, I, I worry. I worry that he's basically got to double his, his career games for town in order to keep us through to the end of the season. We've seen enough of Joel Pereira, really, I think, for most people. And I don't like to get on his back because I know he's, you know, he's, okay, people will say he's old enough to, to to know better, but he's still a player at the start of his career in a very tentative stage. However, it didn't look good on his, on his debut and it's hard to ignore everything you hear from Hearts fans about last season. And so he is basically in the same boat as Ryan Schofield, a young man at the start of his career. You can't rely on two of those. You need a veteran stopper. So for me, striker is, is of primordial importance, but goalkeeper not far behind. I know we've mentioned it and it's, I want to try and spin everything around because the positive police have been against us. Um, but it, it's the sense of apathy with the team that, that I'm going to touch on here. And obviously part of that is down to results and lack of direction. But I feel when we have uh, the platform that we do, we should be a little bit more speculative and creative and you know, how to, to kind of involve ourselves. And we, we, we've, we started doing this because we didn't have a game to go to and we wanted to have a whinge because we missed having a whinge and nobody was really having a whinge. But, you know, you know, I last night I was just skimming through Twitter, which, um, you know, is, is never the most positive of places in the first place. But th- there seems to be a lot of division amongst town fans at the minute. But those who, who I've followed for years who bumped into a town fan, uh, matches over those probably last 10, 12, 15 years, a lot of them have kind of lost that connection. Um, and it, it's not just because we're not going to games. They, they see it as where the hell are Huddersfield Town going at the minute. What would you guys do to try and, and, and this is mainly probably for the club 
to an extent. And I know that uh, Andy, when he's been on, has, has said this and he's been positive about trying to keep kids involved, especially. But what would you guys do to try and keep engagement higher and, and trying to reduce that level of, of apathy? Because I think apathy is worse than anger and uh, when it comes to a football club. Because we've seen that from probably the Ken Davy era, uh, probably the latter years of that before Dean Oyle took over, even to an extent under Robbins and Powell, where the season ticket holders were dropping off, and you know the big defeat at Bournemouth uh, at the start of the season when Matt Crooks ended up playing centre back. There was a sheer amount of apathy amongst fans. How do we get that sense of don't want to say togetherness back, but a sense of excitement about football? Because at the minute it just seems to be with the world the way it is that we're we're losing touch. With everything, well, we, we spoke about this not that long ago, I think, didn't we? And, and I think, you know, the club will say that they're now putting out more online content than ever before. They have the pre-match discussions, and then they have the post-match discussions. But it's all very one-way. It's outbound. Um, you know, I, I don't see any reason why Phil or or a senior member of the team, Lee Bromby or, or whoever couldn't do a Zoom Q&A. You know, Dean was was great at getting everybody back on the Dean Oil bus by rocking up at Canal Side, buying a few pints and, and and sharing a few insights and that that worked well. And I've said, I think I've said before, I went to the Fulham Q&A with Phil and I thought he came across really well. I was I was actually really impressed with him. So, you know, the guys got no to fear from these things. You can still control the environment, but still make it open. You know, you see some of the other things we, we've done in the past around virtual contact for kids you know, ringing kids up on the birthday, making contact with old people, you know, that that kind of stuff. The club, and now they may well be doing that and not publicising it, but if they are, it's gone very quiet on that front. I think it's more difficult with a, a um, that with Carlos. You look at how David David Wagner was very much involved in the in the community, and I think the Callies were as well. You know, there's not a lot of that, and it might be more difficult because they physically can't get out, but. They've got to use the technology, Greg. That, that's all they can do in the short term is use use the technology that's in front of them to try and communicate with us. But it's, uh, you know, I don't envy them the, the, the communication task, but as we've said before, they don't have sometimes drop the ball with it. I think it's part of being a football fan though, isn't it? And I think that you have your ups and downs and you live for them moments of, of when you have success. And uh, with Huddersfield, it, it just comes comes with a package really that we we go through these sort of fits and starts and you know peaks and dips and I think that we're sort of in a middle ground now so we're not quite used to used to this you know we're used to either success or failure uh, and at the minute we're kind of very much in that middle ground and we want to know where we are um, and at the minute we're, we're not where we want to be uh, which is in the football stadium and I think that that is having a massive effect on a lot of um mental health across across the country and across the world, you know, with football. It's just not the same watching it on on your phone, is it? You know, and I think that hopefully some positivity will be injected once we're around our friends and close ones again and sat in our seat that we always sit in and, you know, you know, do, doing our normal routine really and getting ex- waking up on a Saturday, that'll just get me excited again, waking up on a Saturday and knowing that I'm meeting my dad and my brother uh, and, uh, you know, going into top tier at Riverside that that will bring positivity back for me even if we lose you know so I think that 
you know, town fans need to stay positive as much as they can. And I know, you know, like Cam said, it's not negativity for negativity's sake. We are all passionate about our football club and Twitter. It can be a little bit demoralising sometimes. I have been looking at it recently myself for certain reasons for me. But I think that, you know, once we can get back in that stadium, you know, that will just inject so much for everyone. And I think that some of these results... I feel the Stoke result would have just petered out and we would have been back in the Vulcan or wherever our drinking holes are and it'd be like uh, another, you know, another three points dropped. But I think certain results, we could have been the 12th man and got them through, you know, really sort of got behind uh, the team and, and maybe got some results and that gives you an extra spring in your step. So I think that it's part of being a football fan and, and at the minute we just need to, you know, back the manager and hopefully... In doing so, the chairman will back the manager as well. It's a tricky one, isn't it? I think I think OC's right. I, th- I feel the club is, you know, is, is on is on the losing end of, of of the situation really because they're always going to be on a bit of a hide into nothing, and that everyone's going to be a bit down a beat about football now. And okay, the current situation at the club doesn't help, but look, it's always going to be like that. And I imagine that the, the apathy is growing, you know, in every fan base in the country at the moment. So, you know, like I'm not going to lay all blame at club's door. And there's some really good people at the club as well who do a stellar job, you know, like 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 Dave, etc. It's you know, and, and and we've got the outreach there and we've had it in the past. So there's no reason why there's no reason why you know we can't we can't cut the club a bit a bit of slack. I think at the same at the same time though, I think you know my my two two pennies worth would be um yeah maybe it is a lot of outgoing media um rather than say you know two way and, and if i was yeah I, okay I, I come from maybe um the younger you know the younger generation of, of town fan and a lot of the names they have that they have on say the the, the pre-game show that sort of thing uh, and they had phil starbuck on the other didn't they and, and the only reason i know who he is is because of the last goal at, at leeds road and leeds road you know was demolished before i was born so i think if anything and and look i haven't been I have. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a frequent watcher, and they may have had a few more uh, newer faces in since then. But maybe you know some 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 faces that younger fans can 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 relate to, because it's all well and good, you know, for those of um, of a different era. So that's maybe one thing that I would that I would say. Um, one thing that I would say. Um, but but then again, it, it's a difficult one. It's 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 yeah. It, it's a catch twenty two. It's how do you get fans to you know to, to be to be enthused again without having them in, in the stadium well you know you, you you can't you can't we'll all be happy when we're in the stadium but that's not going to happen until until this calms down and while this calms down you know the club can't do anything to get us enthused because we're not here so you know it's it's a it's a lose-lose for everyone and I don't think there's any fault to, to be dished out but what we can actually do concrete things I mean other than other than that it's I, I don't know I, I think there's I'd it's 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 just hard, isn't it? It's just hard. How does the club? How does the club reach out to a fan base that you know that it physically cannot cannot go near? So I don't know. Yeah, we've got. We, you're right. You're right. We've got to stay positive, and that's really hard. And I'm guilty of it at the moment as well because I'll find any excuse at the moment not to watch the midweek game because I don't have to come on here and, and talk about it. And so it's like, yeah, go on, go to Morrison's and do the shop, and it doesn't matter. I just watch the the, the score update. Oh look, we're one 0 down. You know, it's uh, it's it's easy to it's easy to leave it like that. Um, but like you know, I, I hate myself for it. But I'm commentating on Leeds on Wednesday, and I, and I actually can't wait because I'm going to go to a game where they actually, you know, <laughs> we at a game, and there'll probably be some goals, and I'll probably see some very good football. And uh, you know, I might I might get panned for that a little bit, but but I'm, I'm I'm enthused by that. And I know that's one because I'm off to see a Premier League game, but that's awesome because I'm going to be there in the stand. And and you know, the, it's not the club's fault that I can't be there. And and if I could be there, then I'd probably be in a much more positive frame of mind if I could have a beer before the game and see my mates. So 
you know, one one day uh, it was it was it was it was dead emotive what what Sean was saying about meeting his dad and his brother, and you know, I can't wait till we can we can all do that again. And then I don't think the problems will seem quite as big when when that can happen. I think what um, Boothy and Matt Glennon did was was really really positive with the charity on uh, whatever they called it the seat charity thing that they did because um, obviously they're, they're working hard to still bring money into the Huddersfield Town Foundation which I I, I think are doing and continue to do some amazing things uh, in the community obviously they're restricted to what they can do now so um, I don't know the official figure but it seemed like they, they raised you know a, a healthy amount of money so that, that's another great thing that that went on recently that happened recently. Sheer blast, Murphy. Blast, 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 I can't even see my words out there. Cameron Pope, disgraceful. Blasphemy. Um, it, it may be a question to ask uh, our Australian friend when he when he's not on the school run when we're recording this, but, but I've always found it interesting how certain football clubs manage to keep um, foreign fans. And I know that's more of a Premier League incentive, but it, it, you see, it, it might just be a case of keeping people better engaged. And I know, obviously, abroad... Um, there's a lot of fan supporter groups and that kind of thing. Um, maybe something that fans like us can do to try and keep it engaged. So, it, you know, like you say, it's a two-way street, but it, it, it's an interesting question because the reality is we're probably not going to be going in for this season. Um, you know, we, we, you'd hope something by August time. Give me that jab. I know Gaz is probably first in the queue in this uh, meeting. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, Gaz. But, just you know, stick it in me, please. Get me into a ground. Get me having a beer, even if it has to be two seats away from someone for, for the for the first instance. I just think, you know, seeing people I, I've known who've been massive town fans, I'm just not caring. I think that, that's a real worry, not not just because of the the current events, but when it comes to season ticket sales and and whatnot. You know, there's a financial element around the, the club that I think we need to be a little bit concerned about, and perhaps that's why the club are being very frugal at the minute, although. A little bit too frugal for, for my taste, even to, to, despite me being a tight Yorkshire. Anyway, um, I know some of you have got other things to do on a Sunday evening, so we shall leave it there. We'll be back next week. Uh, town, as I said, 14th in the league table. Only nine points above safety now. Um, but we've got a week before the next game, which is always beneficial before, I think, later in this month. We're back to Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, which we all know can be very tough on this squad's legs. Um, bring back John Eager, that's what I say. Cam, Gaz, Sean, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>